All right, hello and welcome to the Creedcast. Thanks for listening as always to the Shitter Sport Adelaide podcast out there on the internet. Um, we are reviewing uh, a historic day in our footy clubs, our proud footy clubs history. Um, the first AFLW match for our Port Adelaide women uh, was uh, played on Saturday, just gone uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, the result didn't go our way, but there was plenty uh, to love about um, how the girls went about their footy. Uh, proper Port Adelaide side in the making already. Uh, they played well, um, had chances to win. Um, I said, I did mention on Twitter yesterday that it was um, some another little piece of history and uh, a first time uh, for everything and the fact that I woke up pissed off at umpiring for the first time at a, at, after a Port Adelaide women's match. So... It seemed, it was a day of firsts, uh, first goals, first game, um, you know, first Rising Star nomination we've just found out as well, right, right off the bat, which I think is a, a, a testament to how the girls went about it, despite the result, unfortunately not going our way in the end. Um, in fact, we get a Rising Star nomination out of it, uh, plenty of, I think, new favourite players for everyone already. You know, we, we, we went into this match um, knowing some of the big names, but uh, while we knew the players that we'd assigned and some of the youngsters we'd picked up that were making their debuts, we just hadn't seen much of them yet um, beyond open trainings and maybe a little bit of footage from there, um, whether it be Sandful or interstate competition days. We just hadn't seen much. So this is the first time we all got to sit, sit down and watch a proper professional match with these girls in Port Adelaide Colours and really get a feel for their games. And I think we, uh, I think one of the big takeaways from this game for me was uh, a lot of those names that we didn't know much about their games, um, really getting a feel for them. So it was a great, um, despite the result, um, I, I really, it was a great day um, to get around the girls and just um, a, a celebration of another, um, you know, another rich, in our, in our history, 152 year history to, uh, to still be, um, you know, enjoying a first uh, at this stage is uh, just a wonderful thing. So uh, we'll just do a quick little review here and, um, and, and talk about the match. I'm still on the um, Apple AirPods for recording. So apologies again for the, um, the, audio quality uh yeah i'll eventually get the the stuff out of storage um as people who listen regularly have heard me say a million times it's been a crazy year and a crazy couple of months so um but yeah we'll get into it uh reviewing what is a, a historic day all right so first of all just to get around a little bit of the um the day that it was uh i i put out a message on Instagram and then um, kind of screenshotted it and put it on Twitter as well just to put it out because it's far, far longer than the um, the word count uh, that Twitter allows in a tweet. I didn't want to do a thread or anything. It's the image that screenshotted it. But basically, um, my point was to, I think, really, and I, I know I've hammered this a little bit on the podcast, um, and I try, to, I try to just make people think about, and I know a lot of people don't need to be pushed too much, but really bring it to the forefront of your mind rather than the subconscious of acknowledging and appreciating um, the the historical importance of of moments that we we live through in time um, sometimes we don't really you know realize uh, just what we're living through and it's something that I um, I do with sports a lot these days is when I go to a game or whatever um, because sometimes you don't always know you're going to but if something happens it's just it resonates with you. just get around like get around the I'm trying to think of an example. Well, the the Robbie Gray show, the showdown where we kicked the five goals in a quarter and then the Steve Motlock goal at the end of it. I got home and rather I should have gone to sleep straight away um, is what I should have done because I had work the next day. Um, and uh, I obviously I got driven down there, so I had a fair few beers. And um, But I got home and I wanted to soak in the victory a little bit and kind of I got home and immediately started watching the highlights and, and just, 
you know, getting on the socials and stuff like that. This was pre having this account or podcast, but it was just on personal and just, you know, what seeing what everyone was saying about it and, and kind of soaking in the moment that it was because I, I knew what had gone down that night um, was, you know, something was going to be one of those great moments to be a part of. And then same with the, you know, the Angus Monfrey's goal in the last, uh, the last game at um, the old Amy Stadium footy park. I was there, my, I was there um, and I, made sure after that one to to kind of soak in the moment a little bit too and and so i try to do that with any sporting event i go to that i really just and i think the better half and was like just go to sleep and i'm like no i need to i need to just let myself soak in this and then like let my body come down to sleeping level on its own accord um when i feel like i've done what i need to in that sense so when you don't know something's going to happen with games like that then I do I have my ways of making sure I have a clear distinct memory about them but this day for the for the women was a day that uh, we knew was going to be um, one of those days so right from the off I just got myself in the mood I was I was you know the socials in the morning where I was just keeping an eye on how things were going the, the images coming out the guys that were going to the game keeping an eye on what they were doing how they were talking about it um, got out we went to the port store on um, right after the better half surgery, actually, the day she picked us up, she wanted to go for lunch down there, and um, and so we went to the precinct, had a bite, and um, went into the port store, and they they had the uh, the new polos and the hoodies and and the scarves. So um, in the morning when it was a bit chilly, I threw my threw my hoodie on with the Apple uh, Ports Media hoodie, same one that you see some of. The, um, I just put that on. It was just you know even wearing the gear, getting the, getting it into the moment, and then when it got a bit warmer later, I threw the teal polo on, uh, which I love. Um, I got one of each. I got the black polo and the two polo because I couldn't pick, and I was like, "I'm going to wear both of them." Plenty, um, and then just uh, and the inaugural's uh, documentary. I didn't get to watch it on the Friday night because we were a bit t- we were knackered. And I knew there was an encore coming on right before the game, so at one thirty um, our time here, our standard time, <laughs> the inaugural's doco came on. And uh, by the way, what an incredible job! Uh, well done to Daniel Norton, everyone at um, the Port Adelaide Media um, that. They did all that and all the, you know, the candidness that we got to, the kind of um, inner sanctum kind of look that we got to see. Uh, if you haven't seen it, search it. I actually, I, I will, um, I might have a look after and put it up on Twitter if there is a way to watch it on demand on because it was Channel 7. and um, It's a great hour, I guess probably without ads, it might, might be about 40 minutes, a documentary um, right from Port Adelaide, you know, interviewing what they show. Uh, um Haslam uh, interviewing um, Lauren Arnell and, and her and, and Matthew Richardson all on a, on a Skype call with um, Lauren Arnell, or Zoom call these days probably. Um, and then afterwards, hanging, like, you know, being off the call from Lauren and just saying, so what do we think? And, you know, Richo getting emotional about it and saying, you know, I try not to do this, but, you know, she, wow, she's great. And uh, you kind of get on, even listening into that phone call, we got to got a real sense of, why Lauren was chosen as coach because she just she's so confident in her own convictions about her own dedication and love for footy and and her passion for pushing that forward for others. So um, a great documentary, the the inaugurals. Um, and I highly recommend getting watching it. So um, I'll see if there's a way that it's quite easy to watch, and um, I'll put that out on Twitter. But um, yeah, so I, I made sure to soak in that, and then obviously the game started. And um, what I implored people with that story was just make sure you just remember where you were, um, enjoy it. Like you know, whether you're at the ground, like uh, a few uh, a decent contingent of loyal Port fans over in the West were, um, or if you're just watching on TV wherever you were, um, 
it's just it's so good at the moment. And the first, certainly those first uh, five, ten minutes of the game, I couldn't wipe the swire off my face. Um, seeing um, these great women of Port Adelaide running around in their um, Port Adelaide colours, and and in a, I was just couldn't wipe the smile off my face with the uh, fact that we were in the AFLW competition and this was happening and um, this was now a part of our history and all the talk had been done and everything and now we were playing. Um, so that was probably the first five, ten minutes. And then I quickly got into game mode as well. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess that's the ultimate thing is like how much fun it was to enjoy a game with all the frustrations and every emotion that comes from watching, obviously uh, being, um, you know, now... Oh god, twenty eight years of being a, a Port fan, really. Um I always try I think ninety four is probably the first time I watched the Port game, so I always to go back to then as my um if I'm gonna put a line's hand on it, but I was born a Port fan, I always say that. Um Yeah, it was uh all those emotions that you have watch I've had watching the men's team for the last twenty eight years, everything just translated very quick. I once I got past those five, ten minutes of uh the um that, that like emotion about this happening, I, I quickly you know went back into that, and I love I love that when I was thinking about it afterwards again, it was one of those things to remember the first time you were that emotionally invested in Port Adelaide women's game, and and it was it was um it was a close game, and it was uh, and obviously went two goals down early, and and again I was already finding myself looking at what was going wrong and um and what was going right, and seeing and I really loved um now to kind of just transition naturally into like can you is it really a transition naturally if you say that you're segueing into something i always wonder that anyway um we were good early um our intensity and our, and our um application uh to what our application with our efforts was good um hard footy early good tackling us uh, so really hard tackles from a few um and really good we could see earlier that um lauren uh, like the coaching staff, Lauren and her staff had really instilled that idea of uh, Port Adelaide footy in there. And I, I think Lauren said in her post-match, um, I was just looking it up now, she said, I hope people saw, um, you know, I hope people saw what we were capable of. And I think we did, even in those first 10 minutes when um, it was a bit, turg- uh, not turgid, but just a little bit, um, it was cagey. Um, and then obviously West Coast got those two goals towards the end of the first quarter and, and went in a couple of goals up. Um, we did have a chance to kick the first goal of the game and our, obviously our first goal in our history, um, Julia Teagle did have a, a set shot but missed. Um, not not a terrible miss, but she missed. So she's um, Julia Teagle does have the history of being the first um, our first player to score, as it's not a major. So a little bit of history for her. And I, I liked what I saw from Teagle, by the way, as a, as a, as a forward as well. Um, I think... Probably the main thing that comes out of that first quarter and can also be applied to certain periods across the game as well as our application, our intensity and all that was good. And our skills were up and down. Skills are still developing. Um, No, I said, uh, this is jumping. I'll I'll jump back and forth within the game now a little bit. Um, Henna Ewings was one I was really excited to see at the level. And I think she had some moments, but her foot foot skills, which I was quite impressed with at times in the, in the, um, in the uh, at the, the try uh, the open training match sim that we saw, um, she just missed a couple of targets. Uh, pretty not not didn't have the best application hitting targets on the weekend, but that's going to come. She's young. She's only just been drafted a month or two ago, um, a month and a half ago. Uh, she is an incredible player and will be an incredible player for a long time for Port Adelaide. So 
not too worried about that. But that, that, that she's not the only one. There's a lot of lot of people that just miss targets here and there, and probably at the crucial times when we had a chance to break. At times, we didn't quite hit our targets quite as well as when West Coast in that last quarter. Uh, put the four goals and answered on us. Uh, they just hit their targets quite well and, and moved the ball quite swiftly. And um, they have had changes in their off season as well, but they're, they're still a club that's been there. Um, they didn't just start and build an entire squad. This in the last couple of months, they've turned over a fair bit of the squad from a team that finished lowly low in the um, ladder last year, Wooden Spooners. But um, they have are still a lot more. They have had a lot more time together um, overall as a club. So yeah, there was fine margins, I think in this one, um, we certainly had our opportunities and, and then that second and third quarter, I think oh, for a bit of the first quarter and then the second, and third quarter, I think we were completely dominant. Um, and probably just missed a few chances to really stamp the authority. But again, um, the chances were few and far between as well. So, uh, but I was really impressed. I think that's the overall message is we saw what the kind of identity of this team is already. It is a Port Adelaide team. Um, they've, I mean, that's that's what we saw from the inaugurals. Was like what Lauren Arnell was going to come in and do. Was um, she she's quite strong in her convictions as a coach, I think, and 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 has genuine belief. And obviously, uh, we wouldn't have hired her if we didn't think she did. But has a real um, strong um, identity in what she, she wants her team to be, and also that aligns with what Port Adelaide uh, Footy Club wants a team to be as well. And um, that's what the most impressive thing out of that was to see just the identity of the, the team. Cause we knew the first game, I mean, we could have won it and um, it's disappointing not to in, in hindsight. Um, and I do, I do think, it, you know, who knows how the season's going to go, but I think it's, it's, it's not, we didn't, we came out to play and West coast had to really fight um, to get the result. And certainly I think it was probably a touch. Uh, we ran out of gas a little bit and a little bit. Um, I don't want to say we were, there was a couple of free kicks that were there, but that that run in the last quarter, um, where I think they had like ten free kicks and ten, it was but like West Coast were getting a free kick a minute, and I just it, it was it is pretty pretty hard to to overcome that. Um, you know, you can't, you just can't game flow. Uh, your just your gen, like you just can't get a grip on the game when you, the games keep stopping in one direction as well. Like we got a free kick here and there, um, but. By and large, it was very one-way traffic as far as the officiating goes, and um, you know, I'm not gonna. Well, fuck it. I'm gonna. It's, it's footy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna crack on the umpires whenever I feel the the need to. And I just feel it was a little bit one-way because there was a few. Um, I reckon. I think it was Gemma. Um, had a couple where she was just, you know, manhandled in a way that um, I think if uh, if it had been Tom Hawkins in the AFL um, men's competition, uh, he would have had freeze plenty of times, but she. She didn't, uh, and there's a few others that I think were missed, but then any time, I know there was one front-on bump, I think, I can't remember who did it from our team, but I was like, okay, yeah, I get the, it was a little bit overzealous, but I think that was kind of when the game was getting a little bit frustrating, and there was probably a little bit of frustration creeping in, as well as um, our, our side, just um, running out of gas a little bit. But overall, I think the last quarter was certainly uh, West Coast, West Coast came out, and we're going to have a crack in the last quarter, and I think we were... Um, we're going to be in for quite a tight affair, and I think the umpires just really—they really did turn it for me. Unfortunately, they had an over a far larger um, impact than they should have on the on what was quite a close result. So 
not going to blame the umpires 100%, but I'm going to say they had a fair fair impact on it. I always say, um, as a fan, that um, you know, as a club, you can you have you can still right the ship if you if you really want to, and we just couldn't quite get there. But I think I know not to say we didn't want the result just as bad. It's just that you know, if you're good enough, you will still win the game. I think, and I, well, it's not even that. I think we're good, we were good enough. I don't know. I'm talking around in circles. I think West Coast were, um, you know, good enough to win. The, we were both good enough to win the game, and and one team just had a little bit of an easier ride, and um, and the, the officiating, and that's really what turned it for me. So, it's unfortunate, um, as I think we we deserved probably um, we deserved a result out of that. But then you know you can say the same thing of West Coast as well. So, um, but there was plenty to love about this side. Um, obviously, um, I'm talking about history and moments. Um, we all we saw the the big first moment that um, Gemma Houghton kicked. Our first goal in the AFLW, and boy, she love it. Um, she's going to be a she's going to be a real. Uh, it's great to see her in a match now. Uh, I, I certainly knew her game a little bit, but I hadn't watched too much of her, obviously, at Freo in the last few years because I just didn't watch much AFLW um, without us having a side. So, um, but you can kind of see um, she's going to be a nightmare for defenders um, coming in because she's just so she's quick. Um, and, and, Quite quick, uh, quite, um, you know, you, you saw that smother, which was probably one of my plays of the day when she gave, I think she gave away a free, on, it was out in the full, although she claimed she reckons she marked it just inside the line, um, just inside our forward 50, um, I think it was in the second quarter, it was before we even kicked our first goal, um, and, uh, and not long, I think it was about a minute before it, if you if you want to go back and see it, um, before we kicked our first goal, um, so it's out in the full and she's standing in the mark and then she, and she j- just jumps and smothers the kick. And you can just see, so she's got the quickness and turn of pace when, and, and can win the ball at ground level a bit, as well as just being a bullocking um, big forward that can um, really dominate almost any defender that's thrown her way. So when you see her and then you've got Tickle presenting as a nice tall option um, and, and a, a, the variety of other forwards, you can see that when, to, when, when we get our game together, and I think that's what I was trying to half saying earlier, with our skills and stuff is because this team is so new and we've had a shortened preseason because of the FOW season um, start time changing. We are we you can still see that we're starting getting used to you know the patterns our patterns on the ga- on the field how everyone works in within a game um, getting used to each other still because uh, we haven't had that many games together. Um, you can do you know, all your match teams you want, but it's actually working out like the you know game day stuff. And this is just our third game in our history, including you know. One proper preseason hit hit out, and one closed session against the Crows as well. Um, so there's a lot of still learning about how each other works and and where they're going to be and all those kind of things. You know, when you see that, you know, Paddy Ryder to Robbie Gray tap and make a famous goal against St Kilda five years ago. That comes from both Ryder and Gray having um, the the skills to do it, um, which comes from a lot of training over a long, long period of time just as individuals, but then it also comes from them having a fair bit of time together and just understanding um, each other and how they work in game. So that's the end result with our FLW side just hasn't had that much time together. So we're still getting used to how we run and move in those moments, as well as a lot of these girls, 16 of the 30, um, 16 of the squad never haven't played an FLW game. So so much people that are still just getting used to playing the game at the highest level as well. So there's so much to look at in a positive light of how much growth can come to the side as well. Um, so I look at, you know, I look at um, 
all those positives and 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 just so many skilled players on the field on the day, just not quite hitting target. You know, as I mentioned Ewing's before. I'm not. This isn't. I I love Henry Ewing's already. So that, again, like she's just young. Um, she missed the target. She's going to learn from that, and there's so much growth to come in her game. She's still in 19, so she's not going to reach a peak. You know, when you think about Erin Phillips, you know, she was 32 when the AFLW started. You know, <laughs> there's 13 years for Erin Ewing to go before she even gets to the level. So there's so much growth to happen for all these players. Um, and, and I'm just really excited. That's what the main thing that came out of this game was the frustration that we didn't win the game, which is just a fan thing. Um, but beyond that, I'll look at it and go, geez, there's so much there already. We were competitive. Um, West Coast were somewhat lucky on the day with how the last quarter played out, both with the officiating and just maybe we ran out. I think we ran out a bit of gas, just my personal opinion watching. We just we seemed to, um, the off the boil a little bit in that last quarter compared to how we uh, applied ourselves in the first three. Um, but the game was also just going against us, which sometimes can be hard to catch up. Um, but the application, everything was just so good and um, so so promising that when you see, and I think the other thing um, to, again, transition naturally uh, without saying it, um, was the, I guess the idea that we went into this game with all the you know champion players that we've brought in that we know of a lot. and. Um, Erin had a quiet game, but she did cop a corky early, so I think she was a bit hampered, and obviously the conditions were a bit rough. Um, Gemma had a great game and showed what she's going to be a real strong leader from the front. Ange Foley um, kind of playing loose in defence a little bit and taking a lot of intercept marks. She was really good. Um, you know, Justine Mules was uh, great as well, um, and she um, kicked goal in her 50th game. And So all of those players have played their role, but I think what we saw in this one that was so um, really quite uh, promising and and great to see was the the likes of um, that we hadn't seen much in the in the competition um, and as I mentioned earlier Abby Dowrick um, who was making her AFLW debut um, she's been nominated for Rising Star and she was best on the field for me and um, in my opinion she was she was absolutely best on. Um, she had 21 disposals, I think, uh, just having a quick finding the stats real quickly because there was a bit of breakdown of the stats as well. Um, she had uh, 29 disposals, four tackles, seven marks, six clearances, and three inside 50s. Um, and just an amazing debut for the AFLW alone, but for our club as well. And she just, um, her game, it was tough, good good skills, but tough, applicate, like kind of epitomized kind of how we went around about our ball. Um, the overall team's way of playing. Um, but Dowry kind of epitomized uh, why the kind of team that this, the, the list management, um, you know, Naomi Maidman has built at Port Adelaide for this first season has really done a quite a good job of um, scouting and recruiting these players as well as drafting as well. Because um, Dowry, has, at 19 years old, never played an AFLW game. I think she's played Waffle and a little bit of Sandful. Um, overlooked in the draft year, I believe, as well. Um, just an incredible game. It kind of shows, you know, there's people, people have mentioned, uh, well, the, the critics of um, the expansion of the AFLW getting to 18 teams now. Some have said, oh, you know, it's expanding too quick. There's players, you know, there's not enough talent out there. Well, Abby Dowrick was overlooked in a draft year. She's 19 and she's come in and, and had an incredible debut like this. So sometimes it's just actually being able to recognize the talent and identify the talent and work out where it's best, best applicate, you know, best applied as well. Um, and it looks like Abby Derrick might be one of those players for us. So 
an incredible debut by her. Um, I really enjoyed Maria Maloney's game as well, um, a number nine, uh, which is um, a Port Adelaide number that um, obviously in recent years has been quite beloved. Um, a number nine running around on the field again um, and playing playing a really good, um, incisive role. Um, she was really um, kind of good skills and, and really... Um, Applied herself in a way that you can see that she can she can be a bit of a um, straw that stirs the drink kind of player for us. Um, really, just in amongst it and um, and getting um, you know making things happen, which is uh, you know we, when we look at our side and like I said, I'm, I'm learning myself um, about who these players are. Um, it's games like that that I really am excited to see. You know, and Abby Darrick and uh, Maria Maloney, who I'd never really seen play before, bit stand out to me. That's what I love to see. And um and they really um really did. Uh I think it's uh I'm trying I'm blanking on her first name and again this is just something I'll be honest, I will just blank on first names here and there because I, I do when you're watching the games as well as uh and, and referring to players you often go with um last names in your mind and um I am blanking and I do apologize. I'm gonna look it up here. But Yorston was another one that really stood out to me on the day. Really enjoyed what she was doing, and um, and again, she was the the application, the the ident, the, the list management identifying so many players that um have their own skills in their own way and apply themselves in their positions in in the way that they are meant to, but also all epitomise that Port Adelaide hardness at the footy um, was really impressive. There's so many of these players were just really really hard at the footy. Um, you know, when they had their hands on it and how they got it, went around it was a little bit different, but the, their application to um, when the when the ball was in the opposition's hands was really quite um, quite something to behold. So I was really impressed with impressed with Yorston in that in that uh, um, that that way, that way in her game as well. Um, yeah, really, really impressed with overall just how this how this game went beyond the result. Um, I was, uh, I guess I was a little bit, um, I'm not sure exactly what I was expecting. And I, I, I get, I did say in my preview that I expect, I thought we could win this one. And I guess that's what I was going into expecting it. But I also knew being our first game, I was like, there's every chance. Well, I guess my fear, um, that I didn't mention on the preview cause I didn't want to jinx it or anything. was like, if we came out and just got completely overwhelmed in the sense of, uh, we looked like we didn't belong because that can sometimes happen too. Um, you can sometimes look, um, you know, a, you know, a new team coming in, you might look just completely out, out of, you know, fish out of water stuff. But we didn't, we didn't look like that at all. We we looked like we belonged, and um, after and you know, beyond just figuring out the skill stuff and um, getting used to playing together, um, I think if you play this game in five weeks after we've got four games under our belt and the team everything else all things equal, being equal but we've got another four games under our belt um i think we play um i think we i think we get over the line uh so i think it's really just a case of not enough time together um still getting used to each other maybe still getting um figuring out the stamina and how to uh have the tank uh at the right fuel level for that last quarter um I reckon that's the only re- we don't lose this match um all things being equal if we have a bit more time under our belts so a really, really impressive um, performance for me, despite the result. I was, um, I am more, you know, feeling more confident um, after the game again, despite the result, uh, than I was, you know, because it was all 
we were we we knew we'd recruited well. I'd like to look of some of these younger ones in that limited uh, training I'd seen, uh, but I just didn't know much about them as far as playing much at all uh, yet in competitive footy. And so there was a little bit of an unknown going into this one as well. But I was really really impressed with what I saw. Um, how they applied themselves to the footy um, and applied themselves to the game and and just uh, the confidence. Uh, there was quiet confidence about the group as well. Uh, going into the game, there was a little bit of a little bit of spice to it as well. Occasionally, um, we didn't back down from the contest, uh, and and our players certainly look like they got a bit of, a bit of grunt about them as well. Um, and all hallmarks of what can be a, a highly successful kind of Port Adelaide footy side, um, and they they clearly look like they're playing for each other and playing for the jumper as well. Um, so, just really really impressed with it. Um, again, despite the result. Um, I'm the happiest I could be with a loss. I think <laughs> it's not going to happen too often because you know, again, like I said, it's it's it was our first game in the history of this competition and, and the history of the Port Adelaide Footy side having a women's side in um, national competition. This is completely new. Um, you know, it's not like um, you know Port Adelaide men's in when they came to the AFL. There's history of the AF, the Champions of Australia stuff a hundred years ago and all that stuff. We'd never had a women's side in the competition. It was completely, completely new ground. And um, and we, I think we did a really good job of um, kind of hitting the, hitting the ground running, really, and uh, kind of saying to the competition, we're not here to just make up numbers this first year and be that first side, you know, a side that comes in and um, can, uh, you know, be the chalk off a win before you play them kind of thing. We're going to come in and, um, you know, there's a lot of learnings to be happening going forward. Uh, the team's still learning to play together a little bit, and there will be hiccups. I don't, don't expect it to be perfect. No, I, I said that in my message on Instagram and Twitter as well. You know, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to be heartbreaks, there's going to be victories, there's going to be tears, there's going to be love, there's going to be all these things, and this is the journey that we're on. Um, and we've got to expect those things. We've got to expect uplifting victories, but we've also got to expect, and this is just an inevitability about sports um, as fans, if you're going to follow professional sports, you're going to have your heart broken at some point. Um, and over and over again, if you're going to continue to be a fan, and that's part of it, that's part of the journey you sign up for. Um, but this was the first, and uh, regardless of how the result was going to go, I knew it was going to be a proud day. Um, but, you know, you can say in hindsight now, it's like if we'd been completely overwhelmed, as I mentioned earlier, it would have been really disappointing and a little bit disheartening, even if the pride, prideness, the pride of getting through that day um, and the proud moment it was. But um, as I said, couldn't be happier um, with a loss. Um, you know, I'm disappointed in the loss. I was frustrated. I was a bit disappointed after it. But I just afterwards, I reflected and just thought, we came out and played our first game. We applied ourselves well. And we um, made the Port Adelaide jumper and the Port Adelaide people proud. And that was the overwhelming response um, on the socials as well um, from everyone, apart from a few um, trolls out there, uh, which we're not going to give the light of day to right now. So, um you know, when you see that kind of response out of everyone, uh, you, you get a feeling that um, it was, a, you know, they made the people proud. They, made, they did the jumper proud. As the creed says, there can be honour and defeat if you've left everything out there. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now. Um, but, you know, that's what they did. They they left everything on the field um, and they 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 applied themselves with um, pride and passion for the jumper and for the club and for each other as well, um, for themselves. Um, each individual did themselves proud. They did the jumper proud and they did each other proud as a team. Um, they can all um, walk in and obviously just be disappointed. Um, and that's, that's, that's part of it. Be disappointed um, because being disappointed means, you know, 
you could have you know could have got the result and um and then you you ultimately and that's the the last message that uh you know Arnell and co have come out of it with is like now we've got um a game to look at and that's probably where i'll end now is like they've got a game to look at um they've got a quarter they can break down into sections you know you can look at those second and third quarters and go look at how we controlled the game um what did we do here that went well uh which was a lot of it was just a, a really good press and um and just uh and kind of um, and quite quite good pressure, um, and then they can look. Well, they didn't do so well, which in the last quarter was just um, maybe a little bit loose in discipline. Even if I think it was still a little bit unfair in the in the officiating, as well as um, uh, obviously just maybe um, working out how they can keep some stamina in the tank and all those things. So that's where I wrap it up. I've gone on half an hour, and I probably again, I was, uh, I'm not sure. Um, hopefully, um, if you've got any suggestions about how I can do better, um, I, I'm doing this quite. Um, sitting in bed with my AirPods in on the computer quickly in between um, a few things with um, taking care of the better half of this knee surgery and everything. So hoping to have a bit more time to be a little bit more, um, you know, going forward in the next few weeks, start being a little bit more prepared and have my notes. I'm just going off the cuff of what are um, basically my memories of the day and everything right now, apart from just having a few key stats up like the Dareks and stuff. But um, yeah, I appreciate you listening as always. Um, I hope uh, I can um, continue to, um, you know, be a part of, helping this journey go forward with uh, the FLW side and be a part of it in um, my own little corner of the internet here, as shit as it is. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening, as always, um, and uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, well, you'll hear from me soon. Uh, I'll have a preview for this, because this week's a massive week again as well. Um, I guess another week of firsts, because we're um, having our home opener and um, a really special day, I think, with Alberton being on the national stage. Uh, you know, AFL, the AFL competition being played at Alberton uh, for the history of this club is, um, you know, really something that we should, uh, again, appreciate um, to see Albert and Oval on the national stage um, is going to be something to behold, I think. And I'm really excited to get down there. We've already booked a room down at the Quest in Port Adelaide on that night. Uh, I'm going to have a few frothies and um, enjoy the day and really take it in. So I hope to see plenty down there. Um, I'm sure I will. I think tickets uh, are available tomorrow. So I'm recording this at about 6.30 p.m. Uh, Monday night, um, Albert and Standard Time. Uh, tickets are available um, 10 a.m. tomorrow, so Tuesday. Uh, ticket, so I think with AFL game memberships, AFLW game memberships, we can um, get tickets. Uh, we've just got to enter our barcodes on Ticket Tech. There's links, there's emails. Uh, hopefully, everyone's got an email. We just got to go in onto Ticket Tech, uh, Ticketmaster. Anyway, whichever one does the does the AFL tickets um, for us in South Australia and uh, we've got to just put our member barcodes in to get our ticket at no extra cost if we've got our game membership. So we've got, I think there's a four-hour window between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. for members to uh, claim their ticket for the day if they're planning to go uh, before um, I think it goes to general sale at 2 p.m. So I'm going to be doing that for me and the better half. We're going to be obviously going, so we're going to enter our barcode tomorrow morning and um, claim our tickets uh, and then we'll be down there this weekend uh planning uh, it depends how the knee the knee is recovering for the wife as to exactly what our pre-game plans in but pretty sure we're probably gonna um do the uh um, pirate life uh, when they open and have an hour of beers at pirate life and then catch an uber down to uh, down to alberton and then, then find a place to settle in for the game so massive day historic day um we had a historic day for our first game unfortunately not a, the result we wanted but otherwise plenty to love and there's another historic day coming up this week so um history uh, her story in the making continues so um yeah let's continue this journey together and count the pair